Is this the best time to go house hunting? What's happening in the housing market right now is just frustrating. A lot of mixed signals coming from the housing market. Decode this for us and what it means. The issue, if you're trying to buy, is that there just isn't even inventory out there. Come to find out your resource for all things real estate. Current market terms you'll hear and see during a transaction. What to do and not to do once you're in contract. Interviews with industry partners to help you choose who you want on your home team. Home team. Now, here's your host, Sarah Tress. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Come to Find Out. Um, this week we have uh, the lovely um, Brendan Bland. Lovely. Right. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yes, we're so excited to have you. Um, I know this is your um, second time on the podcast, yep. and so thank you so much for, for coming back and giving us more time. Um, I know you're, you're super busy. Um, but on the previous episode, you know, we talked about um, pre-approvals and the pre-approval process and kind of what goes into that. And um, so a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of times people don't fully understand kind of debt to income ratio. And um, so I just kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that pre-approval process. Um, I know when I hear debt to income ratio, I'm like, I, I don't even yeah. know. Or, you know, sometimes people will refer to it as like DTI. Sure. And, you know, when you're in the biz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, what is that? Yeah. Um, is that some sci-fi thing? Right. Um, but yeah, so you know, if you could just kind of explain it more in um, in layman's terms, um, you yeah. know, what debt to income ratio are, um, you know, and like your your gross income versus net income, you know, um, just kind of how that how that all plays into yeah. the pre-approval process. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me back again. Yeah. Uh, appreciate that. It's an honor to be back. Um, yeah. So. When we're getting someone pre-approved, there's a lot of terminology that gets thrown out that um, can make people's heads spin, and I, and I get it. You know, buying a home is not something that, well, hopefully not something you do every day, right? You know, <laughs> hopefully a couple times in our lives. So it's, um, so it's kind of like even if you have even if you've purchased a home before, it's a little bit of a refresher, kind of getting back into it. And so um, when we're getting some, someone pre-approved, one of the things that lenders look at that's a pretty pivotal piece of um, what someone's going to qualify for, both in terms of the kind of house they're going to qualify for and, and ultimately the monthly payment they're going to qualify for, um, is something called debt-to-income ratio, or like you said, um, in the biz, we refer to it as DTI. Um, and really what that is, is just it's just comparing two things. It's comparing your income and it's comparing how much monthly debt you're carrying. Um, different loan options are going to have different DTI requirements, meaning that um, basically you can carry so much debt against how much income you have, right? And different loan programs are going to have different, um, different requirements for that. And so what I think is important for people to understand is what's that relationship like between your income and between your monthly debt, you know, and not all monthly debt is bad, by the way. And so I, I think there's, you know, there's some reasons why we carry debt. There's some um, some debt, maybe that isn't so great, and maybe we can find some ways to help limit that, and ultimately um, will help us improve um, um, some of the opportunities that we have uh, when we want to buy a house. So, um, yeah, more than happy to kind of talk through that and kind of break that down. So. Yeah, perfect. I appreciate that. So, um, so yeah, whenever it comes to like debt to income, I know you mentioned that there are like good debt. Um, what would you say is is good debt? Yeah, so I mean, when we're talking about like, okay, for instance, um, education, right? I know student loans, hot button topic, but um, education is important. So I, I don't consider student loans to be a bad thing. Is it, you know, ultimately we do want to 
get those paid back. But I think a lot of people are concerned about how their student loans are going to impact their ability to buy a home, um, especially if you have a, a high number. Like if, if you have like $60,000 in student loans, that feels like a lot. But when we break it down, and ultimately what we're really comparing on the lending side is the monthly debt, um, not the total debt you have. So I think that's important to understand that distinction. Um, I, I don't think that... You know, being in debt uh, to be able to educate yourself and get a better job is necessarily a bad thing. So um, that's that's what I mean by that. Now, ultimately, you know, if we if we have a lot of credit card debt and things like that, um, we want to try and limit that and, and work on that. But uh, but not all that's built the same. I, I guess uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, and so. When somebody has a um, a credit card and you know they they pay it off uh, or you know they're like ooh I you know had a balance I paid it off and then I closed it is that a good idea or a bad idea? Uh, complex complex answer because because it, it can have um, you know, paying off a balance on a credit card and ultimately getting rid of a monthly payment. Um, will give you more breathing room in terms of what you're going to be able to afford and qualify for. Um, it can possibly have a short-term negative impact, though, on your credit, um, which is, I know that sounds silly, closing a credit card, mm-hmm. why would that be a bad thing? Um, won't get into all the nitty-gritty in that today, but um, it is it is a little bit of a dance that we play when we're, when we're working with someone to help them get qualified or pre-approved to buy a house because... Um, you know, we need credit to be in a certain place, but we also sometimes need to, to limit the debt versus the income. Um, and so I think maybe understanding a little bit about, once again, that relationship between debt and income is, uh, is something that would be useful. So if you want, I can kind of get into that a little bit more about. Yeah, um, please. Yeah. So, so there is kind of, first, first and foremost, we have to understand that when we're, when we're getting paid, right, there's, there's two different kinds of income. There's going to be your gross income and then there's going to be your net income. Um, net income is the actual dollars that we see enter our bank account, right? That's the money we like, so right? That's the money you're netting yes, to take home. Yes, the money okay. that's coming home. I'm going to buy a Chick-fil-A with right. and put yes. away for college and all that good stuff. Taylor Swift um, tickets. Taylor Swift tickets, right. yeah. It's the summer of Swift right now, 2023. <laughs> and this is a time capsule. but <laughs> um, So that's the money that, that we're getting. It's the money you physically see. Um, lenders, though, what we use is your gross income. So before money gets taken out of your paycheck for, for taxes and going to Uncle Sam, before money gets taken away for your retirement, before you know health insurance and things like that, um, that's the number that we're using to, to help you get qualified for, and that's the number that plays into your debt-to-income ratio. So I think, one, that's important to understand um, if, if you're trying to kind of do a little calculation yourself, um, that we're using the gross income. Um, it's also I think, important to understand that kind of like as a side note because um, when we're talking about a number that we're comfortable with um, for a monthly payment, um, your lender and you are speaking different languages, right? You're speaking in money I see at home. We're speaking as a lender in money that we see before all that money all that comes out, right? So, so just from a comfortability standpoint, we want to understand that we're kind of speaking a little bit different languages there. But um, ultimately, lenders, what we're looking at is your gross monthly income. Um, what we're doing is we're comparing that against uh, your monthly debt. So there's two sides of DTI or debt to income that lenders take a look at. The first is what's called your front end uh, ratio or front end housing ratio. And basically what that is, is it's your gross monthly income and we're comparing it against um, the proposed housing expense. Or in other words, um, what your monthly payment's gonna be on the new house. 
you divide, you divide that, that monthly payment on the house by a gross monthly income, and then you're gonna get some, some decimal, right? And that's, that is your front end housing expense ratio. We also look at something called your back end ratio. And the back end ratio is basically the combination of that monthly payment on that house plus all the other monthly payments that you have right now. So if you have a car, car loan, you have a student loan payment, um, your credit card payment, we add all that up plus the proposed monthly housing expense, divide that by your gross monthly income, and that gives you your back-end ratio. So you have a front-end ratio and a back-end ratio. And as I mentioned at the beginning, different loan programs are gonna have different requirements for where that ratio needs to be. If your head is spinning now and you're listening to this, that is okay. I'm, I am using words to explain something that is a very visual concept. Uh, but basically what you need to understand um, is the relationship that, hey, if, if we're trying to get qualified to buy a house um, and we're not getting qualified for what we want to, there's two things we can do. One, we can always increase our income, right? Hey, you, you grinded, you went to college, maybe it's time to ask for a raise, right? Like, hey, let's, let's increase that income because that's going to that's gonna kind of uh, tick the, the scales favorably for you from a qualification standpoint. That's yeah. my favorite way to help my debt to income That's ratio. right. Yeah, we all love more money, don't we? <laughs> right. More money's good. Yeah. It's, not, it's not always more money, more problems. Right. <laughs> uh, um, the other thing we can do to help improve our debt to income ratios is, of course, is, is to limit or eliminate monthly debt. So one thing that I do for a lot of my clients is, you know, if, if once again, if there's some low-hanging fruit, like, like let's say, for instance, uh, we have a credit card um, that has a relatively low balance, but for some reason the payment is high because maybe it's a higher interest rate credit card. Well, if we can eliminate that higher monthly payment from your profile um, by paying off that card, um, that can have a pretty big impact on your ability to get a loan and your ability to get a higher monthly payment, uh, qualified at least for a higher monthly payment. So, so the two ways to really help yourself is to increase your income and then to decrease your monthly debt. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to pay off all of our all of our debts. It just means that we might look at a couple different options and, and how, look at some things maybe we can get rid of now that will allow us to qualify for what we want to qualify for. Um, but I think just once again understanding that relationship that you know um, that we're comparing your income versus your debt, and that's really what drives what monthly payment you're going to qualify for. Okay, I think that makes sense, um, and I love that you know you. Uh, you put that in such easy ways to understand, even though it is such a high level uh, concept, sure. you know, you did kind of like break it down and, um, and you're right, you know, more money doesn't always mean more problems. No. Not this world, at least. <laughs> Not whenever yeah. we're trying to buy a house. That's right. So, That's right. Um, do you see uh, whenever people come in that they have, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of questions around debt to income ratio or, you know, do you think that you are able to just kind of show like, here's your debt, here's your income, like, here's what your ratio is, like, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think um, it, it is a buzzword that gets around more often than, than you think. So pe people kind of throw out, hey, uh, I know something going on with my DTI. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, but really, once again, what we try and do is try and speak in, in human real world, world terms. Hey, with how much debt you currently have and how much money you make, this is the monthly payment you qualify for at max, right? And if someone has a question about, well, how, how can I qualify for more? What we'll do is we'll talk about, okay, well, here's a couple options. We can, you know, once again, we can ask for more, more money at work. Here are some things that maybe we can eliminate from, from a debt profile. I know we had some money set aside, so maybe let's pay off this credit card. Or, um, hey, we're actually really close to paying off this car. Let's, let's can we pay off this car. Um, and then the other thing we can do too is, is if we know that, 
Um, you know, there's someone in our family that might be willing to help. We can always talk about how adding someone else into the into the picture um, can improve that debt to income ratio when we bring their income into the into the fold. So, um, yeah, so we do get some questions, especially if you know we're not necessarily qualifying for what we were hoping for, and then we kind of can talk through some of those solutions. Yeah, I love that you talked about having um, you know kind of a co-buyer. Um, which I know, you know, can either be, you know, obviously like a spouse or a family member, um, you know, that could help you. And obviously mm-hmm. it needs to be someone that's living in the house um, yeah. if they're not a family member. But yeah. um, so if they do that, though, whose credit score do you use? Like if you brought in somebody because you needed their income, but they had a lower credit score than you, do you still get to use your really great credit score? Uh, I wish, you know, so, so, you know, the rea- yeah, I know, I know, um, you know, the reality is, um, when we're looking at two people, um, who are looking to buy a home, lenders are going to use, uh, the, the, the score that's lower of those two people, right? Now, every person, um, when we review their credit, they're going to have a few different scores. Um, it's three actually to be precise. And, uh, you're going to have a high score, a low score, and then a score that's kind of in the middle. And we look at that middle score. Uh, when there's two people, we look at the middle score of the two, uh, the lowest middle score is what we use. Um, so that's how we figure that out. Okay. Yeah. So if someone that you brought in because uh, you needed their income had yeah. a lower credit score, you would have to go with their lower credit score. Sure. But they might still qualify for more just because sure. of the you know debt to income ratio. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly. What Earlier, we're talking about the little that dance we play, right? Yeah. We're trying to get someone qualified, so um, that's a very common thing where one person will have, you know, really great income, and another person will have really great credit. And wish we could just make that into one person, but sometimes that's not the case. So that's that's when you know we'll we get a little more consultative, and we'll, we'll help some folks say, hey, you know, together the income's great. We we need you know uh, to get this credit in a little bit better spot, and here's how we can do that. And so we'll we'll walk folks through through those options. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Again, I know you're super busy, so I really appreciate you just taking the time to come in and and chat with me and, um, you know, help the listeners to understand more about debt to income ratio. Um, You know, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, Definitely, you know, feel free to uh, leave a a comment, um, you know, give feedback if uh, this was too high level, um, you know, so that we can make sure that we are, you know, kind of meeting you where you're at, because that's the whole idea behind this podcast is to, um, you know, make sure that um, it's less overwhelming in this whole home buying process. So thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure. And yeah, if there's uh, ever any questions that I can answer, I'm sure Sarah will have my contact information somewhere. So feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to help answer any questions you have about this really fun topic. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'll definitely have all of his information um, in the comment section as well. So make sure that you check that out. Um, Brendan Bland with Neighborhood Loans. Uh, He is amazing. So um, until next time, we'll see ya.